You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Morning, Joe. Nice to see you in getting bundled around like the little Christmas elf you are. Yeah, yeah, me. I do. I feel like I'm attached to Santa Claus's sleigh at the moment. So, uh, yeah, doing the uh, East Coast road trip for sure. So, um, yeah, anyway, the, uh, yeah. Christmas is alive and well. So I'm not sure about the Christmas spirit, but uh, anyway, Christmas is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that can be your job today to try and find the Christmas spirit or even evoke it. Yeah. I know it's in you. Inside me, I should just put my Santa hat on and start um, start singing Christmas carols to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And just grow, grow the beard a little bit. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, Merry Christmas to you, mate. No, we're not quite there, so let's not get carried away. December, so we've still got a little while to go. Yeah, we do. Um, And we're heading in, I suppose this is a great segue, the sharing economy, um, which is is really where we left off last week, where we wanted to go and talk about the fraction economy and what that means um, and, and where it can head. Um, and what are the incentive models to head us there? And I suppose I think to really caption that, Depot is like we've jumped off Airbnb, couching on surfing, <laughs> couch surfing, all these different models that have sort of played and, and, and people are getting used to the concept. But I think if we could like gauge it a little bit, this combo into utilities um and the energy sector i think is an interesting one that's where we were sort of heading last week and like what sort of incentive model is needed in that space to start getting people to to add share take and and move it forward because yeah really there's an opportunity there for some form of i don't don't know if community owned assets is the right word but it sort of is um what that actually looks like, can it be done? Um, and then, yeah, we, we we were talking about shaving the arbitrage last week um, and it'll probably come in here a little bit. But I think that framework will allow us to have an interesting conversation and get off whoever's couch we're on. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So it's, but I guess the, to start, you, understanding that um, why were they renting the couch or why were they renting at the room is that it's often to do with like incentive so that they actually had extra and they needed um yeah extra kind of inventory or so to speak or extra kind of room or an extra asset that they thought they could make money asset keyword there absolutely and it is a keyword <laughs> and the the part that you're going to start to see i think in things like energy is exactly those types of things so people who have excess capacity which is a lot of people who have solar but at the moment there is no i think the incentive is there already people try to pass it back to the grid but what there isn't is kind of there isn't the ability for others to come in and do two things what is kind of fractionally share that with each other and a mechanism and a way to do that so that um almost like a um i've been thinking about this almost as like a bank account of um energy so like if we had a mm-hmm. bank account of energy whereas you have debits and credits which is broadly how your power bill works at least here in um in australia where you can add back into the grid at you know pennies on the dollar to what you buy it mm-hmm. for and what it's sold back for but 
maybe there's a way that there's actually a bank of energy. So in terms of that, you basically you sign up, you know, but it's almost like you have a bank account and that's kind of like, you've got a credit card and you've got a savings mm-hmm. account. And if you're clever, you can bring those two things into balance, or you can create much more kind of energy savings going back in to the, to the grid in, in one way, like fractionally being able to add back in the energy that you have on, on your end to then be taken by, and loaned or used by others. But the other piece is that where you store it, I think is the other part of what you're touching on, which is fractional ownership as a community of a, um, like a centralized kind of power, power thing as well. And I think it's probably going to go both ways. Like I think I can see both of those horizons coming through. I'm not sure what you think, Pat. Mm. Yeah, I can see. Well, that has to happen. I think that's one thing. So where that lands is going to be interesting. Uh, I think that's something around fractional, because doing the research on this was like fractional banking is an interesting one, actually getting a better understanding on what that is and like how it plays into floating the dollar. And it's funny that you say um, owning an energy bank account, you start to wonder if it's like the same model where where you get yeah people lending out other people's energy what that actually looks like how that the way you said that then just made me feel like a big player could come in there and actually use two models there yep incentivize and capture anyone who's providing energy to the grid and being able to sell that off so they've sort of got that distribution model however way that is as long as they're being able to capture and use it because at the moment it's more hassle than it's worth for the big energy companies um and it's frustrating for the small energy provider who's you know still got a a picket fence but um is hoping to be able to actually use that energy and it's 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 a waste and i think that's where we are at the moment like across the board even if we jump out of this little pen that i tried to pen us into is that we're overspecced on so many things um and that's like market (laughs) that's the market playing out because we keep buying new stuff on better specs but whether we actually need some of those specs is is speculative at best um and now we're getting some up some smart people being able to realize that and the hard thing is and this is where arbitrage comes in and this is where you were talking about is whether it's community or whether it's companies that come in and take a smaller clip and join those dots but allow smaller players to come in so they're really the ones who it's like a network effect. Imagine it's like, for lack of a better word, it's like the Facebook of the energy sector yep. where people can contribute, um, but yet Facebook's still running the show, um, but at a fraction of the cost. Exactly. And I mean, you've seen this, you know, like banking's a good parallel because really with you, not today, but if you look back into the historic origins of banking, there was exactly what we were talking about, which was that there was a community bank right? So it was mm. a savings and loans um, kind of vehicle, which, you know, in the energy sector, I mean, I can immediately see that communities already are starting to do that, come together and buy a bank branch, 
um, you know, so to speak, in this parlance, which is basically some way to store that energy. So some form of battery that then they can put into and draw from as a as a community as, in, as they try to actually get to kind of um, net zero or kind of beyond net zero and actually go through. But Pat, I think the most important point you make there is that like we're overspecced. Like we already, this is what's um, absurd about a large part of kind of where we actually find ourselves around kind of things like energy is that, you know, more energy comes off the roof now of kind of Australian homes at certain points than we actually require. Um, but it's there's no real good way to actually kind of capture that and kind of re um, resupply that to others. Mm. Um, but yet energy prices here are predicted to go up 50% over the next over the next 10 months. And that's there's something there's something off. But in that, I think then there's always in these moments, there's a solution that is driven by someone that comes from that. Yeah, the opportunity is so right there to be able to pull that together. Um, and it's it's a funny thing, like people are really using it in a lot of different ways. Um, I bumped into some, a very clever crew using like CPUs to be able to develop and allow access into supercomputing because at the moment you have like maybe three supercomputers where you can do like amazing, phenomenal work. Yep. But it costs a lot of money to be able to do that. But this is like lowering the barrier to entry there. And then in terms of energy, like it just, it feels like we're so close. I just don't know the technology there, like to crack that code, to be able to transfer and use that energy. It feels like it's it's there, but maybe it's miles apart, but yeah, it needs to happen. Yeah, got- the incentives there, right? So like that's the, the, like coming back to the main part of our conversation about this, is yeah. that the incentive to fix this is is becoming more real but then so then you have to move to kind of like the next part of kind of like if we're lined around incentives what we're missing is probably like like in fractional ownership terms is that the problem is real there's actually multiple different ways to solve it but what there isn't isn't there is there isn't a platform yet to be able to kind of bring that back and forth and be able to go away from incentive and start into exchange so like i think Mm -hmm. it slightly different in that there's still going to need to be a distribution network at some level. So it's kind of almost like um, the internet kind of waiting for servers, right? So that we can kind of build all of this. But I think that's coming. Um, But then you'll start, I would say, you'll start to see models that look, you know, not exactly the same, but quite similar to what we've seen in kind of um, in tech in terms of like, you know, in social and everything else where you kind of, or um, I guess kind of um, used uh, kind of like um, optimizing assets. So like an Airbnb-ish model is that there'll be all of these things that come through and multiple different ways of doing that, that all have different Mm. perspectives on ways to do it. But the part that I really kind of, you know, think is most interesting is who's going to build the infrastructure. Is that going to be the community or is that actually going to be um, private or is it going to be government in terms of like big G government? So Victoria, we're about to find out. So I think, you know, we're going down a path under, um, under uncle Dan to make sure that we, uh, we kind of get it, we get it sorted out in terms of more of a state electrical kind of, um, um, yeah. bringing that back but the intention behind that i think would be quite different than perhaps where you see a lot of these community-based projects which is really they're going we just want to be resilient and off-grid ourselves so we're basically building our own 
microgrid or macro grid, depending upon the size of it. But you see that everywhere. Even apartment towers now are starting to build their own off-grid way of dealing with each other. So, yeah, and it would be interesting to see play it out. And as you say, the incentives there, as long as the environment's there for people to actually have a go at different ways, because I think we can get the quicker ball out from this perspective, but there's a few things that need to play out for people to figure out what works for them and what works for everyone. But, yeah, the danger with when government comes in and owns it is that they they can try and stifle a, a sort of a vibrant market. Um, it's just the risk and reward that plays out. Action needs to happen. What that looks like then for innovation is interesting. Um, but it feels like there needs to be some serious innovators in this space to feel free to really try and push the envelope of what is possible. Um, and as you said at the start, the incentives there, um, the rewards there, and the awareness is there. Like public have never, I've never heard energy prices spoken more of, and I think it's only going to get bigger. So if you looked at the data on that, um, I think everyone nearly who's paying an energy bill has said energy prices at least once over the last six months, and we'll probably say it once more across the board there's normally an expletive that goes in front of that though that <laughs> so yeah. yeah we'll leave that one out it's, yeah it's, and that's across the globe that is an australian experience um so it's there um even if we get under out of uncle dan's shadow that's an victorian problem to actually have to deal with but i think the innovation is going to come through regardless it's just maybe not going to happen here in victoria yeah, I mean, it's, it's but maybe it will, right? It's it's hard it's hard to know where where it'll come from, but it's definitely it's definitely going to come. And the part that um you know we probably should should talk about on, on this is kind of is so the the fractional piece of this and what how people will actually transact and how they will store value, I think is is kind of also interesting and where there needs to be significant innovation. But I mean, again, like when you look at it, all the all the tools are there for it to be able to do. So like things like even like, um, you know, there's no real reason you can't have like an energy coin, right? There's no, like, yeah. it's ultimately this, this, this ability to exchange is what is also is what's missing because I can't take, um, for example, the energy coming off of my roof. And if, even if there is a system in a way I might want to pull just basically like, let's just say I'm super positive on energy. I might want to turn that into money. Right. And that's, yeah. that's the other thing that's kind of missing is this system's ability to take that and kind of create credit that can be turned into cash, so to speak. Yeah. And it feels like when we're, when we're talking, like it's all there, you can use a banking model. You can even use fractional banking where it's like this side of the globe needs X, but they're going to come back. We're only going to take a small clip understanding that they're going to be, Yep. big in energy when the sun comes because we've done the math yep it's it's all there um but yeah to your point which is really like what can you develop a currency off it essentially or a token economics off it 100 percent. um you could definitely and i think it would change the way we think about energy and what is currency like that's where we sort of are at the moment <laughs> with how expensive energy is um and what resilience is and and then it gets into how do you trade it? And then, as you say, how do you reward it? And is a, is a token the right way? It seems so. Um, it'll definitely bring token economics back to the fore if it landed. Well, I mean, but I think that's, you know, that's kind of part of like the, 
where to next with this conversation, I think, is that so if you kind of in this space, if you take kind of the incentive is actually there, the infrastructure, like if you kind of start to score it, the infrastructure is um, medium in terms of where it's actually at. So there's a lot of installed generation, but what there isn't, um, the job to be done is to actually make sure that we can um, uh, enable that power to go back and forth between places. So in essence, but I mean, a lot of the... <clears throat> The tech for that does exist. So, like a smart a smart meter is in theory set up to be able to actually kind of enable exchange like this. But then what we start to miss is that it's kind of like it is the fractional ownership bit of like what happens when we exchange. And I think what you're talking about is really cool in that it's it's either going to be about kind of currency or like it's going to be about like reward so there might be like a savings thing that comes through but it's also then there might actually be an ability to be you know someone who makes money out of my make my livelihood out of energy yeah you really could and it would change what sort of yeah living in, in australia would look like when you're living in a hot part of australia um and that fractional contribution would be really unique uh and and push it, and if you can trade it outside of, say, nation states, that'd be really interesting. And what that looks like in terms of distributing energy across, rather than just digging up a shite load of coal and pushing it onto countries that aren't quite there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But you're seeing that these, like Singapore, for example, has done that right in conjunction with the Northern Territory here. So they've built a giant cable under the sea. I still don't quite know how that works, um, but presumably no. Same as the internet. Yeah, no fish are getting harmed in how that actually kind of gets gets put across, I, I suspect. But the energy, you know, I kind of like about transmission because obviously like transmission lines, they lose a lot of their power on the way. So I'm just curious. I'm just personally curious about how that works under the ocean. Um, but um doesn't mean anyone else has to be but then um when you kind of look at <laughs> when you look at the kind of the the the, the nt like i mean it, it is like if you think about its proximity to kind of um, asia etc and places like singapore there's no real reason that um that model can't work and be replicated across kind of southeast asia at least from you know an australian perspective yeah, the real green energy belt, whatever that'll look like, um, and how to contribute to it. The fractional economy is is more confusing than it sounds. Same as when you go deep into like what fractional banking is. Imagine if that was on top of the energy sector. But obviously, everyone gets the balance right. Sometimes they get it wrong. Um, but we're definitely going to need people to push this forward, and it seems like it is. Uh, in terms of where it lands in the future, whether it'll be an Airbnb type model or whether it'll be organization to organization, it feels like business has got a big role to play in pushing this forward because the resilience piece that's coming, it's like, can we, can we cap prices? Like people operating costs, that's the big one. It's, for like, sure. Yeah, and also, we... you know, under, under a changeable climate. So if you think about like what we're talking about, so if you're like a major grocery store chain and you're yeah. able, or like a major hardware store, but you're able to operate because you have your energy sorted out while everyone else is closed. Um, that's, Again, it's competitive, but I think there's going to be so many of these little models that pop up. So like to kind of, you know, the first part of the kind of the the question on kind of, will we actually see this within the next five years? I mean, what do you reckon? I I think we will. I think we'll start to see. I think see we're seeing it. Yeah. <clears throat> like you, the, the piece with Singapore, like it's there. It's just like, how far will we see it down? I feel like we'll see people trying to crack the nut of. Yeah. 
like an energy token for sure. And it's probably there. We just haven't dug deep enough. Um, uh, but whether it'll stick and people will get behind it, that's that's probably a piece for a few to play. But hopefully, like I, I feel like it'll tie in a few things that you and I often push for, and that is like a space where people can contribute um, and can have that sort of utility feel because at the moment as you say the christmas spirit you've been out and about it's it's hard to find but maybe the energy santa's coal sack um could change and it could be a little bit more it could be a little bit more give and take uh reward and, and thankful for the energy bill to be down a little bit and fill it so. with more plastic yeah but that, that yeah exactly so we can spend it on other things but it could be that could be it like that, you know, and when you actually look out five years. So if you say like in an, in, as an industry, it's a big tick, right? It's growing and it, but it's, it's quite industrial as a, at a individual level, it's happening. So people are taking themselves off grid, et cetera, kind of more so than ever before, but it's really this middle piece around kind of basically this peer to peer bit that, um, that might be the part that we're still building in five years time. But I reckon at, a, at an industrial and an individual level, it's all coming. But then historically what you see is the layer that goes across the top. Yeah. Like if I was to go out on a limb, I feel like it's, we've always said this is a big parallel with the way that the internet's disseminated. And I feel five years from now, there's going to be some wild technology that will allow us to transfer energy, maybe not as as clunky as it is now in Australia, we have huge ugly power lines and those power lines cause a lot of fires in Australia. And I just think that's going to be pushed. And I think we will be able to have those peer-to-peer enabled technology where it is low cost. One that we're always on is storage. I don't think we have, that's the one piece that's missing on the peer-to-peer. We don't actually have um, a store. We're not overspecced on storage yet. We're overspecced on everything else. But we're not overspecked on storage because it's all on the grid. So yep. that's probably the piece on peer-to-peer um, or whether you can transfer it directly like use. Now you're overdone. Can you send it over here? Yeah, true. Yeah, and maybe that's, you know, kind of where we go next episode is kind of like if you step out of energy, like what else in terms of where we'll actually see fractional stuff? So like are there other spaces in in the world that aren't always reliant on kind of like I think an asset to be able to actually kind of correct fractional ownership of things or fractional relationships between one another? And kind of creativity certainly feels like it's, it's one, but I'm also interested in about how you're already starting to see kind of more of more and more of this, not um, in the kind of the hokey section of kind of freelancing, but actually in the kind of the real sense of kind of basically that that's getting more and more kind of chunked apart. So that's one thing I would like to chat about in terms of kind of that that's moving towards more fractional contribution. Um, but are there others where kind of people are starting to kind of um, pull? So energy kind of internet. Um, yeah. Are there others? Yeah. Computer power. All right, done. Yeah, let's go there. All right, well, we'll do that next time. Um, yeah, and we'll be together, I guess. So um, I won't be in a random hotel room, and uh, you you'll still be there though. Yeah, just actually in the studio, not in the uh, not in HQ. Not in HQ for sure. Um, yeah, I'll step out of HQ, the Brains Trust, and join you next door in the studio, Joe. But um, good luck out there, Santa's little helper, bringing the Christmas cheer. Thank you so much, Pat. That's a great place to leave it. Cheers, bud. 
Thank you for listening to BAU Business as Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.